everybody. Welcome back to the Big Mark Podcast. This is me, your host, Big Mark. If it's your first time listening, welcome. If not, welcome back. Uh, like I always say, if you ever wanted to reach out and let us know if there's a topic or anything you wanted uh, to tell us uh, at the podcast, reach out on our DMs and on Twitter or our Instagram at the Big Mark Podcast or at the Big Mark Pod. Um, if you ever wanted to... Um, Donate to the podcast. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Big Mark Pod. There's a few different levels there to choose from. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, please subscribe to our channel uh, and like the video and, and share it with your friends. Again, share the podcast with anyone you know uh, who you think would uh, would like the podcast. And um, if you can, give us a five-star review wherever you're listening or watching. Really appreciate it. It does a lot for, uh, it does a lot for the podcast. I know it doesn't seem like much, but... We thank you. Um, yeah, I was going to get into this this week's episode because, um, what is it, third week now um, at Escarpment Labs, shout out Escarpment Labs. I've been driving driving to Guelph and uh, back on the audiobook train. Um, and this isn't necessarily Marky Book Clubs, but um, I happen to be reading a book with the same title as our topic today. Um, that topic being Operation Paperclip, which was actually um, a classified operation. Um, it was declassified uh, in the um, uh, in in 2013 uh, in the um, uh, when all the files were released. Anyway, uh, it was declassified, and and uh, it was known that this operation was going down where. Um, um, freedom of Freedom of Information Act. Sorry, everyone uh, had a little bit of a brain fart there. But yeah, in 2013, when the Freedom of Information Act uh, released these files, um, it was known that um, these German scientists were coming over from from. This is post World War II. Anyway, let me let me get into this. I, I don't want to. I don't want to take us. I don't want to take us completely off track right now. There's kind of one person that I think we should start with, and that's Werner von Braun. Werner von Braun. Sorry. Um, he is known for actually helping create NASA, the uh, the American Space um, Program. Um, he designed the national uh, the the Saturn V rockets. Um, he was also uh, a member of the Nazi SS during World War II. Uh, he designed the V2 rocket that was dropped on thousands of Allied cities. Um, and he was brought over through Operation Overcast, which was later known as Paperclip. Among many other German scientists that committed heinous and serious atrocities, not only necessarily committed them, but were like the like the the head of the the head of the you know the the wing of the army that was doing it, or the the minister of whatever they were doing, like all this sassiness, brutal. So a little bit more about Operation Paperclip. Well, Operation Overcast, which later became Paperclip. In the later days of World War II, um, U.S. intelligence began uh, to recruit Nazi scientists for their knowledge in ABC weapons. Uh, ABC standing for uh, uh, Atomic, Biological, and Chemical Weapons. Um, in fact, uh, it, I kind of came across this in my research, which was wild, and it, it fucking blew me away. But um, obviously, ABC is kind of where, you know, the Reich was kind of looking towards as far as what they were developing because 
they were kind of getting their asses handed to them and they were losing on the Eastern Front uh, in World War II. So they called back a lot of their scientists and they were really developing a lot of weaponry, um, like dirty bombs and stuff and, and things like that. But a lot of the nuclear research, the atomic science, um, like, you know, what the Americans were doing with Project uh, Man- in the Manhattan Project. Um, Hitler didn't want to go down that road because he thought it was Jewish science, which is the fucking craziest thing. Like, you're fucking brutal and again, nothing. Like, this is why when you're a piece of shit bigot and you're fucking anti-Semitic and racist and whatever, when you do this, it becomes your downfall because if he actually put his effort into developing a nuclear bomb, who knows what, what could happen if, um, if they beat the Americans to it, sassy, sassy, molassy. Um, anyway, uh, while this was happening, while, uh, while overcast was happening, uh, the Soviets actually also had a similar program, um, operation, uh, also Vakim, sorry if I butchered that, pronunciation but essentially it was it was all about the space race it was all about capturing these scientists from from germany and that were all part of the of um this big push in uh in in the nazi campaign to develop spacecraft and essentially the idea was you know the general idea was if you can get to the moon you can build a base up there and it'd be, it'd be really easy to kind of like shoot nuclear weapons from there and stuff. Anyway, there was always some like really, really weird um, predictions of what the future will hold. I guess they're weird now because they didn't necessarily come true. Because again, like once and, you know, I'll do this for another podcast. But, you know, once people kind of like once... America made it to the moon. Uh, Neil Armstrong did his thing, and there was a couple other subsequent trips, and Apollo 13, blah, 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 um, which go shout out Apollo 13. Um, check out check out that podcast I did. Phenomenal. Tom Jenks. Amazing. Um, but once they kind of got up there, you know, people, people figured by, especially by the year fucking 2022, that, you know, there'd be a McDonald's on the moon and there'd be full base and we'd be going back and forth. Like it was, it was a vacation trip, but you know, things really halted because again, it's just this stalemate when it comes to the cold war, right? Where it's just mutually assured destruction that, yeah, okay. Americans showed that they can get there so they can get there. And that basically solves it i mean i guess if russia started doing it too there would have been another it's again this escalation of force right that just keeps happening so what are you gonna do again that's for another show um uh during the search for these scientists uh for the german scientists uh actually at bonn university a polish lab tech found pieces of the ossenberg list stuffed in the toilet the ossenberg list is really important um because um, it actually contained the names of all Germany's leading scientists. Remember I said, you know, they were pulling back all their scientists from all over, all over the Reich. And, um, there was this list that existed and it was like, what are the chances that they find this fucking list with basically all the top Nazi scientists on it? Um, and the U S used this to compile their own list. Um, and at the top of it was Werner von Braun. Um, 
again because he was the head of that of the of the uh, V two rockets, and man, they wanted to go to space. So how are you gonna get to space? You need a fucking rocket. Uh, there was a bunch of other members of Operation Paperclip, um, about 1,600 to be exact. Um, uh, all were brought over. Some actually came through Mexico, which is really interesting. They went over to Mexico, were repatriated, and came over as like Mexican citizens. Super bizarre there. Again, it's just like this crazy, like I guess from like an immigration standpoint, emigration or whatever, Really, really interesting because you're bringing these people over that are fucking war criminals, but you've got to hide all this shit, and that's the big rub today, folks. Buble. Um, not all 1,600 German scientists that came over were necessarily ardent Nazis, but many were. Like Kurt Bloma. Uh, he was the d- director of Nazi biological warfare program. He developed like the gas um, um, that and his whole idea was to to gas the, the prisoners and, the, and those in the concentration camps. Terrible. Eric Traub uh, worked on weaponizing foot and mouth disease and uh, another like disease that cat uh rinder anyway some kind of disease that cattle get that they were going to weaponize and like spray all over like american cattle so like no one could eat and like british cattle so no one was would able to eat which is whack Otto ambrose um was part of uh was was part of those who were who were brought over uh, he was actually hitler's favorite chemist uh, he developed the sarin gas and Taubin, Taubin nerve agent, which is like atrocious, like what it does to people. Um, uh, he ran the Buna rubber plant, which uh, they used slave labor from Auschwitz. Uh, Hubertus Strughold, um, he was involved in oxygen deprivation experiments. And again, I don't want to go too far into the experiments themselves. Obviously, it's heinous. Obviously, it's terrible. Um, but essentially, and I don't, I don't even know if I want to devote a whole other episode to this. And, and like I said, I won't go into it in too much detail in this one, but you know, what the, what these, these men did, what these scientists did in the name of, you know, maybe not in the name of science, but under under a, a, a form of science that was I, you can't say it's pure but you know they looked at they looked at these at these people as a subhuman right they looked at a lot of these Jewish prisoners and Polish prisoners and and all these prisoners um, gay and um, you know me, uh, whatever enemies of the state and all that shit they looked they looked at people like oh they were they were. Uh, less than so they were doing these experiments on people as if you would do an experiment like on a monkey or like a rat it's horrible it's inexcusable but some of this information that they found you can't say is not useful so it always it always begs that ethical question right comes in comes up in every ethical class every ethics class that's ever existed you know, the information that these people, like, 
you know, found out through heinous, heinous means, does that, you know, is it valid still? Like, yeah, yeah, we should never do those experiments again, but because they were done, hey, we got the info, should we, should we use it? So Hubertus Strughold was involved in uh, oxygen, oxygen deprivation experiments, like I said. So he's putting people in tanks and removing the oxygen to see how long it takes you to pass out, if they can, if you, if they can revive you, you know, all the different pressures you can, you can withhold, low, high pressures, all that shit. He actually developed the spacesuit that they use. Um, I mean, it's obviously had many advancements, but he was one of the first people to develop the spacesuits that was used in NASA. Um, Walter Schreiber, um, who was uh, the was the um, Surgeon General for the um, for the Reich, uh, ran the vaccine program. Essentially, the B and C, the biological and chemical aspect of, um, or at least the biological aspect of the ABC weapons. Um, was referred to as the sword and the shield. And the sword being some type of um, biological weapon, some type of virus, some type of disease that is released. And the shield being the vaccine that you're going to give to the soldiers and the German people so that they don't get uh, affected by, you know, such poisons. Um, of course, he was involved. Um... Uh, G Georg Ricky, Georg, interesting way of saying George, I guess, but Ricky uh, ran the Middlework Slave Labor Camp, um, which is where they, which is where um, Germany had most of their rockets built by by slave slave laborers. People just died, and then they'd fucking take you off the line and put you on the fucking line. Brutes, think your job's bad? Shit. Um, Theodore Benzinger, uh, he was involved in more of these heinous experiments, such as high altitude experiments, cold water experiments. So he'd be fucking dunking people up in cold water till they died legit. And then he was trying to develop ways to successfully like rewarm, like warm someone back up from, from being fucking frozen magozen, like for real. And, um, he was he was relatively successful in, in some of his experiments, um, and it actually led him to invent the ear thermometer. So if you've ever had your uh, temperature checked with an ear thermometer, uh, a Nazi created that device. So again, we're putting we're putting interesting positions here. We're putting interesting positions. You know what do we do? Do we say fuck ear thermometers? Or do we acknowledge that this happened and we keep moving forward? It's a question we're going to have to continue to ask ourselves. Uh, Siegfried Knemeyer, um, he was actually a, a pilot um, in in the in the Reich. He was he actually conceived a plan to drop a dirty bomb on New York City. So a, a dirty bomb being. Uh, not necessarily a nuclear bomb, but a a, a bomb c uh, containing. Uh, like radioactive particles that would spread out. And um, there was many ways of delivery, but one of them was just that it would explode like over the city. It wouldn't necessarily like do any damage, but it would just spread this cloud of radioactive dust that would 
you know, give everyone radiation poisoning and they fucking die. Brutal. Um, he, Siegfried Knemeyer actually received the Depart- Depart- <laughs> Department of Defense Distinguished Civilian Award, which is actually the highest civilian award that the Department of Defense of, of the United States government uh, gives out. So, obviously, they uh, appreciated what he had to do, even though, you know, it's interesting, right? Like, you know, we'll return to this question later, but, like, you know, how many of these guys were just doing, you know, they were just playing for the team that they were on. And once once their allegiance has changed, then they were they were just, you know, doing doing what whatever worked best. Who knows? Walter Dornberger, um, he was actually the head of the German rocket program, so obviously we want him. Uh, he actually ended up working at Bell Aircraft in Buffalo, New York from 1950 to 1965. Had a nice little life. No one ever knew he's a Nazi, probably. Um, uh, a lot of these... Uh, a lot of these... Uh, Scientists that came over, they continued to do work, you know, in, in, in some scientific capacity, either, you know, getting getting on tenure in universities or just doing their own research um, with government grants and such, uh, such as product, Project Artichoke, which was actually a precursor to MKUltra, where they were uh, testing uh, new and innovative interrogation techniques. So essentially they were... Um, using LSD and giving it to people to see if they could like use it as like a truth serum. Uh, In fact, it it was a precursor to MKUltra because they found out that it wasn't really a truth serum, but it did allow you to do some other things, especially in really high doses. What we know, who knows? I think some of that stuff is still, is still classified. Um, But again, um, there's a really, really interesting, it's, um, I guess it's like a bio, biopic I don't know uh it's a show but like uh it's it's like a documentary but essentially they have actors acting out the scenes and it's really really cool um but it's all about uh Frank Olson it's called Wormwood and it's all about Frank Olson who was um a scientist uh working with I I believe it was the CIA essentially um, because a lot of this intelligence stuff, the CIC, which was a precursor to the CIA, they were doing a lot of it. Um, and um, Frank Olson ended up falling out of a 13-story uh, hotel building to his death. Falling, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of the story anyway of at least Wormwood. I don't know if I'll, I'll devote a whole episode to it, so I'll talk about it. There was... Um, these tests where where all these all these scientists were kind of doing doing their own research on um you know again kind of getting into mk ultra and just you know advanced interrogation advanced interrogation techniques and these different substances and unwittingly they gave frank olson some lsd and it kind of made him fucking freak out and he got mad paranoid and he started kind of like getting trippy and over the next couple of days, the government kind of basically thought that he lost his shit. And they're like, fuck, he's going to talk. So what do you think they're going to do? They fucking threw him out of the window. So, um, again, this is, it's interesting when you introduce this, like, <sighs> history is interesting thing, right? Like, 
you know, especially here in North America, um, we were part of the Allied Forces, you know, with with how how Canada and Britain were involved, and you know, Canada was was intensely involved. Obviously, my heritage being Polish was intensely involved in in World War Two. My my grandparents were over there dealing with that shit, um, and. There's obviously a crooked view, or I shouldn't say crooked, but a biased view of of the Nazis. And in no way <laughs> am I should I ever sound like I'm giving, you know, if am I am I lessening anything that's ever been done by them. But um the general idea is that there was evil that came from there. And that evil you know, if we're looking at it in, in more of a spiritual context, is that th- that is undeniable. And how how that came through, you know, w- whether it was purely just Hitler or, again, it became something bigger than Hitler, but to, to come from one man with that with that rage and passion and fury that came, came from him and, and it just spread and spread and... You know, you can say, yeah, it's a it's a matter of circumstance and it's a way that it's a it was a technique for them to to take the back the land that they wanted to take back and, and do this and that. But there was something else to it. And yeah, you know, maybe everything I know about the war and shit is from fucking watching movies and shit. And, you know, everything is going to be romanticized and dramatized and it's not going to be it's not going to be an accurate depiction of what happened. But I'm not saying it's fucking Indiana Jones. But there was a fucking evil man. There was an evilness that that kind of came from um, from what what was happening in Germany at that time. And if we're extracting those fucking scientists that were like majorly involved again, sixteen hundred fucking dudes. Yeah, maybe not all of them were fucking bad bad guys. But that list that I already gave you today, that list just there of a handful of dudes was evil mofos like I'm talking these guys were getting fucking medals from Hitler for being a fucking good Nazi and no one wants to be a good Nazi right at least hopefully no one listening to this motherfucking podcast but again you know this is the thing like you know, I've uh, if you go back to one of my podcasts uh, where I talked about three identical strangers which is another tremendous show uh, tremendous uh, documentary it goes back some of those some of those documents are still classified. Um, and you know, it, it was, it was found that, that one of the head researchers did have Nazi, Nazi background, whether they came over an operation paperclip, who knows? But again, you're bringing over this evil. And then Frank Olson's getting tossed out windows, you know, crazy experimentations going on, you know, twin studies, Sanford prison experiments, things like this. Like, where the lines of ethical ethical judgment are being crossed. And yeah, you can always go back and say it's a sign of the times, but I think, again, I think, unfortunately, um, the atrocities that were, that, were, that were committed, and because they were so well-known because of the Nuremberg trials, I think, I think it almost led to a lot of other science going on where you said, oh, well, at least it's not as bad as what the Germans were doing, which, again, the fucking bar is pretty motherfucking high for how bad you can get uh, t- before you're, you're worse than a Nazi. Um, 
again, the, the the biggest thing about this whole thing too, we we got we got to come back to it is that, you know, the U.S. chose to whitewash a lot of these records to advance their own space program. Um, yes, of course, the USSR was doing that, um, but again, you know, bringing bringing these people over, and not trying them like maybe if you. What are you going to do? Like, I guess, keep them in, like, a prison complex and, like, get them to do the work? Because a lot of these guys, like, went and lived lived happy lives. Look at fucking Buddy. Um, look at uh, look at Walter Dornberger. Got to live in Buffalo. Lived a nice little life. La-di-da. So it's like, you know, what are we going to do? Um, and it's funny because they were racing the USSR so much. And the USSR was, like, fucking kicking ass. They were making Sputnik. They were killing it because that's probably what they were doing in the USSR. Again, I didn't do so much work on um, on uh, Operation Osoviakim. Sorry again. Tell my Russian listeners out there. Um, but again, because the USSR was, was pushing so hard in the space program, you know, the US had to do what was necessary keep these scientists around that they've already gotten years out of. Maybe they only thought that they were only going to have to use them for a couple of years, but again, it, it didn't, it didn't go as far, you know, who knows, man, sometimes maybe these sneaky Germans were kind of doing fucking like slow playing shit. You know, it's, it's, it's really, really strange. And again, you know, did, you know, and then them, and then the, the U S actually making it to the moon and then completely scrapped the, the USSR space program. Right. Or did they make it to the moon? Anyway, that's another podcast. But, um, you know, you got to look at these guys. Were they all just opportunist? Or did they fall victim of circumstance? It's tough to say. 1,600 dudes, yeah, probably a lot of them were circumstance. But, again, Werner von Braun in particular was probably one of the most uh, most opportunistic. Um, but, you know, he essentially created the the American space program. And is an interesting thing, and you know, it doesn't necessarily have to do much more with with Operation Paperclip, but kind of just wrapping things up here a little bit. You know, on Werner von von Braun's deathbed, um, he he did say that the the governments of the world will come together, and they're going to pit uh, capitalist Americans versus the communist Russians, and that'll start a, start a divide between people. Then they're going to create a global pandemic to kind of get people used to following rules and things. And then we're going to create a the threat of an asteroid coming in, which will make us develop space weapons. Um, and then uh, and then there'll be a, an extraterrestrial UFO threat, which is supposed to unify the world under a singular government. So is that New World Order shit? I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. But again, this is coming from Werner von Braun. Von Brown, um, is it Braun or Brown? Come on, people. Like, if I've had a fucking brown, brown fucking coffee maker this whole time, it's not Braun. Like, let's be real. Um, but again, this whole New World Order thing, is that coming from, uh, is that coming from Werner's own mouth? You know, super strange. But again, I'm going to leave us with something a little bit more coherent. Um, at the gates of Buchenwald, uh, concentration camp. Um, there's a sign that reads, "Yedem das Seine," 
which means everyone gets what they deserve. It's a chilling reminder that, you know, is that, is that so true? You know, are the people who, who really do get what they deserve? Is it what they, is it what they truly do deserve? Did these people, did some of these scientists get what they deserve? I don't know. Some of them live their lives out where some of these people that were sent to this camp didn't quite get what they deserve. So it's an interesting thing. Again, what the government is doing behind closed doors, we'll never truly know. Um, a lot of these documents, be, what, by the time they're declassified, everyone's dead and gone. If anything, all this Operation Paperclip stuff, like most of these scientists have died, it just kind of blemishes their reputation. So did they get away with it? Who knows? Did they get the, what they deserve? Who knows? Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, hit us up on our DMs at, at uh, the Big Mar Podcast on Twitter, at the Big Mar Pod on Instagram. Uh, give us a five-star review wherever you're listening. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit that bell for the notifications when we drop our next video. Subscribe to the channel and uh, like the video. Um, and again, if you ever wanted to donate to the podcast, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Big Mar Pod. Um, and yeah, tell a friend if you like the podcast. If you tell one friend, we'll double the podcast overnight. Again, thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Peace. Peace.